0: Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Hey everybody, welcome back to Indestructible Wealth and excited to be with you after this Memorial Day weekend. I don't know what you guys had going on, but we had a fantastic weekend over here at the Gibson Household Thursday night incredible dinner at our favorite restaurant called Houndstooth. They have small plates. Everything's just so unique. Even the drinks are just something you can't get anywhere else. And they have this slow cooked steak that every time I go, I get it and I'm like in heaven. And then I had a great conversations with some incredible friends. And then Friday night, I got to play high stakes poker. And that's the one game or one thing that I do in my life where I extract value from other humans. I was just thinking about this. Everything else I do, I give value and I try to give 10 times the value in poker. I mean, I'm trying to you know, essentially I'm trying to extract the value from other people, but everybody knows that when they sit down and put their chips on the table, that we're all going after each other's money. It's a competition. So I don't feel bad. If my grandmother sat down on the table with chips, as much as I love her, I'm going to try to get her chips and I'm going to do everything I can to win, right? So uh, if all you competitive games players out there, you feel me on that one? What do you like when you compete with your family, your your wife? When I go head to head with Karen games, woof. It's a pretty cutthroat competition. So that's probably one of the only times we actually get in arguments (laughs) when we're playing games. Saturday night, we saw Top Gun 2, incredible movie, probably cracked my top five all time. Definitely in the top 10. I really got to think about my top 10. Now, it cannot beat Braveheart or Gladiator. There's just, that's not even possible really to beat those two movies. It was really, really close to A Quiet Place Part 2, but in... A sequel beating the original and when the original is such a classic, extremely difficult. So if you guys haven't seen this movie, I think you're going to you're gonna want to see it. And you're going to probably want to see it again. But I'm going to go back to the movies with my other son and probably see it again. And so good. Then, then uh, Sunday night, we went to a South Bend Cubs game. It's a minor league team. Took the kids. They keep getting up and down, up and down. Finally, I just said, dudes, you got one more chance. Fifth inning, you have one time where you can get out. That's it. For the rest of the game, you sit your butt here, watch the game. You're, you're annoying the heck out of everybody in our row. Every time you get up, everybody's got to stand up for you. They had a great firework show after. And then yesterday, kind of boring day, just hung out at the pool. And then we went to golf nine holes with my wife and my son. And that was great. And I had a great time with them. So that's uh, what we had going on this weekend. I hope you guys also enjoyed yours. So today, I want to dive into... When to cut your losses in business and investing. And one of the things I've realized on my show is that I cover a lot about what to do with your money once you've got it to invest. But I'm not teaching you guys as much as I like the experience and the things I've been through creating five different businesses on entrepreneurial success and creating and making more money to invest. So I really want to start diving into my show on more aspects of how to make more money and decisions that you need to make in the entrepreneurial space so that I can serve you guys in both regards of where my knowledge base is at and all the experience that I have. So in business, you know, the question is when to cut your losses This actually came up, the idea for this particular episode, I'm on a Facebook messenger conversation this morning. One of the gentlemen that I'm helping, he has been in a business that he opened up a brick and mortar establishment. He opened up about two years ago, right before the pandemic lockdowns hit, like literally was open for a month and then the lockdowns hit. And he's in a college town where there was a lot of foot traffic, but now a lot of the, the college kids, they're just not there. They're taking virtual classes. The foot traffic, he said, was like Wall Street. And now it's not. So here's two questions when you're facing tough decisions about cutting losses in a business. I want to have you guys ask these questions yourself when you run into this situation, or maybe you're in this situation right now. Question number one, what are my chances of returning to positive cash flow? Okay. Right now he's losing over $3,000 per month. He's never made a profit in two years. And the foot traffic is like at five to 10 people per day. It doesn't look too good to me. Okay. Number two, do I have the emotional? physical and spiritual energy to drive this back up to positive earnings, to profitability? If the answer is no to both questions, then you have an easy solution, an easy answer. You got to figure your way to get out. Now, what does that look like? Let's say that you're in a lease like he's in. He's in a five-year lease. He's two years in, a little over two years. So there's three years left on the lease. Well, (laughs) <laughs> this is tough, right? Because you're signed a contract and you're responsible for paying the remainder of that balance. Or are you? Well, okay, here's what I know. All right. And I own property. I don't own a lot of commercial property or really, I don't I own stuff storage facilities where people enter into leases, but I don't own any like brick and mortar commercial locations, okay? But I do own a lot of residential property and people they uh, do bust their lease on me. That happens quite frequently. So, what do I do, right? Here's the thing you got to consider, okay? Number 1, if you decide to cut your losses and say, "I'm out." How do you want to approach it with the landlord? There's two ways you can go, right? You can just go dark, lock up say I'm out and uh, just tell them you're closing up, you have no cash and you're out of business. That's one way you can do it. You know, I don't know if that's the best way. I think the best way, in my opinion, is to have a sit down conversation with your landlord and try to arrive at a reasonable buyout where you are going to settle and you're going to pay a certain percentage of the lease or a certain amount of the months left in the lease to be able to close out that contract, okay? Now, if your landlord is reasonable, I think that this is definitely the way to go. Have a face-to-face conversation and work it out together. If they're a douchebag and they're completely unreasonable, which is certainly possible, then you can just say, I'm out, and um, you can take your chances that they take you to court. If they take you to court, then, well, you're potentially, you know, gonna be on the hook for the full thing. Or in all likelihood, the judge is going to create a settlement because they're in all likelihood, the judge is going to look at it and say, well, this person went out of business. They don't have really have much cash probably to, to pay this remainder of it. That's why they closed up shop. So we're not going to hold you to the entire lease. The landlord is going to be able to release that property, you know, sometime in the near future, which is going to create, you know, and reestablish their cash flow on that particular building. So my thought would be that I think you could do either way. I just like to be upfront and honest with people and try to work things out, again, if they are reasonable. In general, the big overriding question you gotta ask yourself in both business and investing is did the asset become impaired, okay? What does that mean, impaired? Is there anything that changed within the asset itself or market conditions, or maybe even with you personally, where the long-term is impaired, the ability to create earnings is now impaired, okay? So there's different scenarios where assets can become impaired, right? Let me give you some additional examples. 10 years ago, we had a brick and mortar establishment, our very first one, it was cranking, we were doing great about a year in, of course, I get bored, I want to expand, I want to go open up a new market. So I went down and opened up a new location, a brick and mortar location in Indiana. It's all in the about 50 minute drive from my house. There was a team of five of us that went in. Everything seemed great. Now I put up most of the money for the build out, but I did not sign the lease because I was already on the lease. So I really wanted to mitigate my risk by not being on the lease in case, you know, in case it didn't work out. So it ended up about uh, 18 months in, five of us dwindled down to two of us. We had a $3,600 a month nut and our sales were maybe profiting $500 to $1,000 per month. So we're losing almost, you know, $3,000 per month and it did not appear that we had any reasonable chance of returning to positive cash flow, and I did not have the emotional, physical, and spiritual energy to drive it back up to positive profitability. So, I uh, told my partners, "I'm out," and I would encourage you to get out as well. They agreed. They walked away from the lease, and the landlord never pursued them. I, you know, I walked away in terms of not paying any more monthly expenses, and I went and opened up a small location in a gym. I was only paying like $600 per month and I was very easily able to sustain that and create profitability at that new location because I wasn't biting off a lot more than I could chew. You know, sometimes it's okay to bite the bullet, take your losses and move on. Like sometimes I feel like it's pride and ego And for men in particular, men want to be respected. That's one of our highest needs in life is that we want respect. Now, women want to be loved. That's their number one need. An alpha female, a real, you know what an alpha female is, right? A type A a driver. Now, they are a unique exception where their primary need is to be respected as well. Men that are more feminine in nature, more, their feminine side is, is higher than their alpha side, right? So their primary need is love. So it can go both ways in terms of men needing either respect or needing to be loved depending on how they're wired. But overall, for the predominantly biggest amount of us, we really want respect, Okay. This was what was holding back. This gentleman I was talking to on Facebook messenger, in my opinion, is that he was feeling like he would be not respected if he admitted defeat, closed up shop and just, you know, let it go. And I told him, look, pride and ego are what are costing you $3,000 per month right now. You can close up shop, get out of this, you don't appear like you have the yes answer to either of these two questions that we <laughs> that we just went over. Do you have a reasonable chance of returning to positive cash flow after two years? He's still losing 3000 a month. I would say no. And two, do I have the emotional, physical, spiritual energy to drive this back? I don't think that he does that either because he wasn't all that excited about going back on a daily basis, driving that business. Okay, so... When an asset becomes impaired, that's where we got to really look at making some changes. Now, stocks drop sometimes because the market is fearful and overreactive and irrational, like what we're seeing right now. And sometimes stocks drop because the companies, their growth, future growth prospects have been impaired. Now, Netflix just lost 200,000 subscribers. Why? Well, their business model is being impaired by the competition that's eroding them from all the other streaming platforms. That's a stock that dropped a lot recently because of this loss of subscribers and this impairment, and it doesn't look all that promising that it will come back. Now, maybe the leadership can make some changes, reinvent itself, and make a comeback. And that's, that is possible. Okay. I don't know. I haven't studied that company enough to be able to tell if that's in the cards. I wouldn't touch it unless I was sure that they could make a comeback, right? When your house drops in value that you own, do you go out and rush out and sell that? No, of course you don't. All right? you, don't you hold on. You wait for the market to recover. So just because an asset drops in value doesn't mean that we automatically need to unload it just because a business is down in cash flow and it's not positive cash flow doesn't mean that we need to let it go and you know just say hey i'm out there's going to be times in your businesses where you don't see positive cash flow and that does not mean that your business is impaired it could just be a short term challenge a short term it's cyclical in nature but it doesn't mean that you need to cut your losses and just you know say hey i'm out we had a bad month had a couple bad months You've got to be able to make the distinction between short-term drops in business and drops in earnings and long-term prospects for growth and profitability. I'm always thinking five years, maybe even 10 years out. 10 years is really hard to think that far out in anything that we do, but it's necessary to have a vision of where you're going with your business and with the investments that you're making. Crypto has dropped significantly over the last few months. We're all pretty much aware of that. But does that mean that I'm going to bail and sell out all of my crypto? No, I haven't sold a thing. I'm not panic selling. I'm not selling something just because the price has dropped when the value is still strong, when the value and the growth prospects are still there. So... Does the project still have long-term growth prospects? Do I still believe in crypto? Do I know where the crypto market is headed over the long term? Yes, crypto is here to stay. Crypto's not going anywhere. Crypto is going to change the world. And I understand that because I've researched it, and I understand what it's all about and how it's going to happen. We just don't know when it's going to see complete and total mass adoption where it's going to be utilized in our everyday lives. But I know that it's going to be here, right? Five years from now. So I'm not selling anything. Now, if a specific project becomes impaired, something's changed within that project or the leadership has bailed on it, or the project has got an error in its code that's like Luna, right? Where it's uh, long-term, it's just never going to recover. Then those are definitely things that I'm going to sell off. I'm going to dump them. And I'm going to just, you know, move on and take the hit and just say look this is part of the game you cannot be in business and investing for multiple year period and not see these things happen you're going to see negative cash flow at, at times in a business you're going to see assets that you own that are great and valuable and have great long-term prospects that drop in value you're going to see things that were really strong and were going really well and they became impaired. Something changed. And now that that asset is dropped in value and no longer does it have the same long-term growth prospects. Those are the things that I would be getting out of. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions about anything on this subject, send them to me, email, Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, hey, I'm in a situation. I'm not sure what to do. Should I dump it? Should I move on? Or send me a story about, hey, I, you know, I was in this situation and here's what I did. I cut my losses and I moved on. There's been plenty of times over the years where I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I had a great asset. I thought I made a great decision. It turns out that I did not and I had to cut some losses. But whatever you do, if you got an asset, whether that is an asset as a business or a financial asset, and it's still got great long-term growth prospects, you guys, the key to building wealth is to buy great assets and hold on to them for long periods of time. And that includes your businesses. You're going to have your ups and downs, but you got to ride through those to get to the ultimate profitability and to the cash flow and to the lifestyle that you are so craving. So it does not mean just because something isn't working temporarily that you're out, but you've definitely got to ask yourself these questions, these two key questions and have that conversation, maybe seek out a coach or some guidance of of a mentor or somebody that you really look up to and you respect their experience, bounce it off them, describe the situation, see what they say. A lot of times I do that and that confirms what was already in my, my gut instincts, right? So a lot of times you just need confirmation to make those types of moves. So don't hesitate to reach out to somebody that would be able to pour it into you, Most humans want to pour into other people. They want to be of value. They want to be of service. They want to be, um, they want to help mentor you. So reach out to to those that you respect and get that advice and get those opinions. And I think you're going to be well served by not just trying to do it alone and make those types of decisions yourself. So at the end of the day, I told this gentleman, look, don't let pride and ego get in the way of your decision. And that's the same thing I've had to tell myself before because I've had businesses where I've closed up shop and I felt like I was going to lose respect. And at the end of the day, that's just a complete and total illusion that you have about whether people respect you or don't respect you. What's most important is your future, protecting your cash flow, protecting your own self-respect and protecting your energy. I hope this short lesson helps you guys. But at the end of the day, I'm going to encourage you guys, if you're in financial assets right now, we've had an irrational sell-off. Now is not the time to be panic selling. Not, now is not the time to be cutting your losses. What we're experiencing right now is just an irrational market. We're seeing a market that went down big because there was so much greed and so many people borrowing money to buy financial assets that they couldn't afford to buy on their own. It goes great when things are going up because you make more money when you're and borrow money. You can get much higher exponential returns, but when it's going down... it's very, very painful. So that's what we're experiencing right now in the market. So it's not the time to be cutting losses. Have a great day. Indestructible Wealth, we're out. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.